Happy V-Day, happy Valentine's Day, happy day of love to yourself or to another, I don't know, but either way, happy V-Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I am super stoked that this podcast is being released on V-Day because it is about earth healing and giving back love to our first love, this planet, this earth, the original divine feminine. We are sending love back to this planet so that she can continue to nurture us as we nurture her. And today's interview is all about that with Dr. Maddie Mason, who is a land healer, author, and environmental consultant. She recently released her second book, Earth Healing, Healing the Earth to Heal Ourselves to Critical Acclaim. Her passion is helping people to understand the importance of reversing our environmental impacts, not just reducing them. See, so often we think that as long as we reduce our impact, we'll be all good, but we need to go back. We need to heal the earth in the ways that we have destroyed her and start to give her love. And not only that, but for so many of you who are really interested in learning how to come back to your feminine essence, this podcast is for you. We get into how your feminine is so beautifully intertwined with Mother Earth, how they are one in the same, and how coming back home to treating Mother Earth with respect and love is essentially the same as treating your own femininity with respect and love, and how you will see your relationship with your feminine grow as you give more attention and focus and love to your relationship with earth. So I'm really excited about this interview. I just wrapped it up with Dr. Maddie and I am in the very last chapter of her book, which I will finish today. It's a beautiful snowy day in Colorado. So I'm going to finish that right after this, but it's a wonderful book. I highly recommend that you check this book out, Earth Healing, maybe give it to a girlfriend as well. Give it to yourself because it's V-Day, uh, the day of love, and you're loving yourself. Whether or not you have a relationship is not important. You are on this unique path, this unique journey. It doesn't matter how many of your Facebook friends get engaged today, give birth today, or send love publicly to the Facebook world in devotion to their one true love. If you are not there, you are not meant to be their girlfriend. You are, you are giving love to the most important person in your life right now, and that is you. And use today as a day to celebrate that. If you're not doing anything today or any kind of Galentine's Day or actual Valentine's date with a partner, I invite you to use this as an opportunity to give love to yourself. Do something kind to yourself, whether it's going to get an acai bowl that you love, it is a book that you want to buy yourself, a massage, or you just want to treat yourself by making the best cup of tea, the best dinner, and watching Parks and Rec on Netflix. You treat yourself. I want to give a warm shout out to today's sponsor, which is Audible. I love, love, love listening to books on the go these days. We talk about this in the beginning of the podcast, but I am a slow reader. And that's why I love podcasting, because you get to listen to a whole lot of wisdom in a short amount of time. 
and you can be on the go while you do it because this is a time of multitasking. But I do love Audible. I love audiobooks. So if you want to dive deep into the world of audiobooks, you can get yourself a free 30-day trial and a free book by going to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings. When you use that link, you are supporting the show. When you leave a review on my iTunes show, you are supporting the show. When you send your favorite episode to your best friend, your mother, your father, your your cousin, you are supporting the show. I appreciate each one of you who come back and listen to it week after week, leave reviews, use the Audible link, dive deep into the resources. You are supporting this show. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. The last show sponsor we have today is Beauty Counter. We talk all about using environmentally friendly companies for our skincare on this podcast today. So if you want to make sure that the sunscreen you're putting on your body, the body wash, the lotion, all of that is free from chemicals and parabens, Beauty Counter is the way to go. They are making skincare safer as they religiously study every single ingredient that goes into anything from shampoos to body scrubs. You can check out their products by going to beautycounter.com slash Madeline Moon and I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have about their products or about joining my team and working on your own beauty counter business because it's awesome and I love it. That is enough to share today in the intro. I think it's time we go listen to Dr. Maddie Mason's incredible wisdom on healing our earth. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Everybody, welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. You've got two Maddies today. You've got Dr. Maddie Mason and you've got me. And I am so unbelievably excited to speak with Miss Maddie Mason here on the show because I have been reading her book that she so kindly sent to me, Earth Healing, for the past couple weeks because I'm a slow reader and I am just loving everything that you've been writing about in this book and that you're sharing and spreading this beautiful message on how to embrace nature, not only embrace it, but come back home to it, treat it well, love it with kindness. And also you talk a lot about the feminine and combining that with nature, which it's one and the same. So before I get ahead of myself, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm a longtime listener, so it's so excited to be on the other end and, and actually be interviewed. Oh, um, that makes me and, so happy. 
Yeah, and you were just talking about being a slow reader, and I am too, so don't worry. <laughs> I think people assume if you've written a book, you're one of those people who, you know, is some sort of speed reader who has six books on the go all the time, but no, I'm a slow reader as well, so. <laughs> Jeez, I wish <laughs> I was a fast reader. That's another thing we in common. I know, yeah. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> it's good to hear, because I like, it, I, I feel like it would really come in handy if I could read yeah. fast because of all the reading I do, but... It yeah. takes me so long to get through books. I yeah, just, it's yeah. a time thing, like like everything. You just have to prioritize it, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. my name, Maddie, is a nickname for Madeline. Is but your your Maddie is spelled differently. So is that the name yeah. you were given on your birth certificate? Yeah, it's my full name. Um, it's spelled M A H D I, and it's an Islamic name. But my parents aren't. Um, Islamic. I'm not Islamic. It's just <laughs> a name that my mum saw in a newspaper once and she liked it, so she gave it to me. But um, it actually means a god that comes at the end of time. So it's sort of this big and almighty name, which is sort of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah. cool. I f- forget sometimes, like when I was, um, like when your book has been on my table or by my bed, whatever, I'll, I'll pick it up and read it. And your name, when I look at it, it's it feels and looks so different from my Maddie that I forget yeah. we have like the same name there. And so whenever I'm like Maddie, like that's my name. It's so weird. Like reading it yeah. like, a lot with the H <laughs> in there and then the I, it's like, yeah, it's so beautiful though. And I love now yeah, knowing the you. meaning of it. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. I'll pass it on to my mom. Yes, please do. <laughs> I would love for her to know. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So you've been a listener of the show for a while. So you know mm-hmm. that wh- where we're going now. We're going into your your story and how – I'm first very curious how you became a doctor and what kind mm-hmm. of doctor you are and also what got you so into earth healing and led to the creation of this book. Okay. Well, I'll start with um, the education side of it and the fact that I ended up a doctor because (laughs) when I first, well, first of all, when I went to school, I didn't enjoy school that much. So I used to wag a lot. I don't know if that, is that the term you use in the States? You, um, when you're truant? Like complaining? um, No, no. Like I used to just not turn up at school a lot. Oh, (laughs) so uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't enjoy it, so I didn't turn up, but um, I managed to just get by and and get the grades I needed to go on to university. And then the same with my first degree. I um, partied most of the time and didn't really care much about (laughs) um, getting great marks. And so, and there was a long time there where I didn't even think I'd finish university. So then it's really sort of strange to me that I then went on to finished two more degrees after that and my grades got better after each one so in my doctorate I actually got the best marks out of you know probably in my whole life and quite a high standard so yeah I guess maybe I'm just mentioning that for anybody who thinks they're not academic because you can certainly do it and surprise the heck out of me but um going back to to why I got into earth healing and and I guess it all started with animals when I was growing up and I've just always had a fascination with whether it's land animals or sea animals and um, I've probably always thought that animals were perhaps more of my friends than than humans or I I felt more of an affinity to them and so I spent my childhood just being outdoors all the time and watching the birds or climbing trees or um, 
you know, just, just watching nature and how it worked together and I could never really stand any suffering happening to any animals, whether it was from, you know, people even just fishing or um, the meat industry and how animals were treated in, in the meat industry. Mm. And I always felt that it was sort of my job because animals didn't have a voice. It was always my job to be a voice for them and to stand up for them and to be an advocate for their rights. And so even when I was a child, I would go up and tell people exactly what I thought of them, <laughs> you know, if they were causing any harm to animals. And, um, yeah, and I guess I sort of learnt over time that if I really wanted to help the most animals um, that I could, I really needed to look at protecting their habitats. And so that got me interested in, um, in environmental management on the whole and um, and I realised that the best way for me to protect habitats was to go into um, environmental science, which is what I studied in my first degree. And um, I was also able to, when I was going through university, I was able to go and travel and see all of their animals in, their, in the natural habitats around the world. So I was able to see things like, um, you know, rhinos in Africa and elephants in Africa and um, and blue-footed boobies in the Galapagos Islands. And, and I got to work on conservation projects in, in Thailand, for example. I worked on a, a gibbon conservation project. Um, so I've, I really got to see things from both sides, the scientific, um, ecological way of, of looking after the environment, but then also the conservation side and spending time with animals and seeing what they needed for their environments to be protected. And I guess the other side, my other interest, I've always been interested in animals, but my other interest has always been in um, spirituality and um, energetics and metaphysics. And I had a lot of experiences as a child that made me realise that there's so much more to this world than what we see. Um, you know, I used to be woken up by certain things in the night and I'd um, hear whispers of spirit quite often growing up and um, I grew up in a family where that wasn't really accepted to talk about that sort of stuff but experiencing it firsthand made me realise that there's very much that sort of, um, those things are around and they're very real. And so as I got older I was able to actually investigate metaphysics and how energy worked and I became an energetic healer, I became a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner and so then I, I sort of realised that I could balance the two. I could use my scientific and my environmental um, understanding and balance it out with this, this energetic, the bigger picture, the metaphysics and what the environment needs from an energetic side and what the environment gives to us on an energetic side and how we can help the environment through healing and through energetic healing. And, yeah, that sort of led me into... Um, to earth healing and I guess um, I know I've been rambling on for a bit now but I'm nearly finished <laughs> I guess what I um, my main aim through this work that I'm doing is to get people to understand for themselves how much nature does for us how much nature does for our minds bodies and spirits so that we appreciate it because when we appreciate how much nature does for us we automatically want to protect it and we don't need anybody standing there, you know, giving us orders on how to look after the environment because 
we naturally want to do it and we naturally want to protect it. And, and that's something that's sort of been lost in, in modern society. And we need to go back to that where everybody cares for the environment and everybody's doing something to look after it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, I, love, I love hearing about your story. And there's so many things right here that I just want to touch on. I'll try to uh, organize Is there any my, time left in the interview? I'll try to organize <laughs> my thoughts. Because I just feel like what one thing I really love about your book is that you are all about earth healing, which I will, I will ask you after this. What is earth healing for everyone that is like, what mm -hmm. is this term? Um, but yeah. I love that you're about this, but you're also about the spiritual side. So reading your book is yeah. really easy to read because it's enjoyable. It's not just mm -hmm. only like, here's what you need to do to make our soil yeah. better. Here is yeah, how you recycle. Yeah. It's like, here is, yeah. here's this side of it, the physical side of how we can show appreciation to mother earth and here is the metaphysical side of spirituality and feeling connected and the law of attraction and self-love mm -hmm. and you even touch on whenever you're in a state of higher consciousness your spirit is lighter and when your spirit is lighter it travels farther and i really thought mm -hmm. that was very interesting yeah. how you how you talked about that um yeah very fascinating so I do want to ask you just flat out, what is earth healing? What does it mean for everyone who doesn't mm -hmm. quite understand that? Yeah. So it is really simply put, it is giving back to the earth, giving back to the environment for everything that it gives us. So it can be, um, like you said, physical, like the typical ways that people help the environment of planting trees or um, reducing their impact. That's a way of, of helping the environment that's a way of earth healing but then the other side of it is the spiritual side and we can certainly give back to the earth um, energetically we can do that either through gratitude or holding ceremony or sending love into the earth or um, doing things like um, placing crystals around our property to raise the vibration um, yeah, well, I, I, there's so many different things that we can do both physically and metaphysically, but simply it's just giving back to the earth. That is what earth healing is. Because if you think about how much we take from the earth, we take every single thing we need to survive for a start. So, you know, the air that we breathe, um, shelter, so the, the materials that we use for our houses, water, um, even medicine, Everything that we need to survive, we take from nature. But as humans, we don't really give anything back. And um, one of the things I, I try to teach people as well is, is what nature does for our bodies and our spirits and our minds. So we're taking all of this other energy, this metaphysical energy from the environment all the time too, but we're not giving it back. So there's this real imbalance between what we're taking from the earth and what we're giving back. And... So my whole aim of, of teaching people about earth healing is what we can do to restore that balance, to give back to the earth. So we're giving and taking in balance because that's the only way we can be sustainable on this planet is to start making sure that we're, we're living in harmony again with the earth and that requires giving back instead of just taking all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's yeah. like over there in Australia. That's where you are, right? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what it's like there for an education when you're growing up. 
elementary school, middle school, but we weren't taught about this at all as kids. Mm. You had to seek it out. I remember the first time I was interested in going green is how we used to phrase it. I mean, it's still going green, I suppose, but I live in Boulder. Let's be real. It's like such a green place. Everyone is super hyper focused on you know, driving a Prius or having cars that only are on energy. And it's just, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not the way it was at all where I was born and raised in Texas. I had no idea what recycling was. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, it wasn't important. Like learning how to reduce your environmental impact was not important. And I mm-hmm. had to seek it out. And I remember the first time it actually started to learn about how we were treating our planet was whenever I was probably in 11th grade. It was very old and my mind was blown. So is that Mm -hmm. something that is a little bit more common where you live? Is education for for younger people to understand how to treat our planet? Uh, I think to an extent, but um, certainly not as much as it needs to be for our species to survive. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think the focus of everybody um, or most people is still about, you know, get through school, get a great education, mm-hmm. get a great job, great, great money. And then, you know, it's all about success and, and everyone's sort of forgetting that we're actually really dependent on how healthy the environment is <laughs> to survive. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter how successful you are, it doesn't matter how much money you earn, you're not going to be here if the environment's not here oh it's so scary yeah and so so it's 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 something that every single person needs to understand Mm -hmm. because it affects every single one of us and we're not separate from the environment we're so um we're not separate we're we're the same if it's unhealthy we're unhealthy if we're Mm -hmm. well well it's not necessarily that the environment is well but you know there's a good chance that the environment is well if we're if we're well, but um, yeah. And I think the other the thing is if we are taught uh, about environmental management here and how to look after the environment, the whole focus is on reducing our impact. And unfortunately, that's just not enough. We need to be doing more than that and reducing our impact and giving back to the environment. Can you share two of those things? Can you share first what are some ways we can reduce our environmental impact? Things that are pretty achievable for maybe a beginner at this yeah, and maybe a next level thing that we can do. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess like you were just talking about recycling. So recycling is a great way to reduce your impact. Um, But you think about the things that when people think that they're doing a great thing for the environment, um, they do things like use reusable shopping bags, um, use natural products instead of, you know, chemical-laden products. Um, what else is there? Um, using renewable energy, um, using reusable coffee cups, trying not to use single-use items like straws and plastic, trying to avoid plastic altogether. Um, and all those things are really great and everybody should be doing those things. But the thing is that, those materials, even though they're better than the alternative, they still have an impact on the environment. So there's still materials that have gone into those reusable shopping bags. There's still materials that have gone into solar panels that have had to come from the earth. There's still damage that's been done to the environment. So when we reduce our impact, 
we're only slowing down the rate of destruction of the earth. We're not actually stopping it and we're not reversing it. So the problem with everybody reducing their impact or our whole focus of being on our uh, on being on reducing our impact is that we're still destroying the earth and everybody thinks that because they're reducing their impact that's enough but it really isn't what we need to be doing is doing those things to reduce our impact and then also doing things to reverse our impact as well mm. on top of that replenish so yeah that's right so that's where i it's um, the earth healing comes into it because giving back to the environment is things that will help it to rejuvenate and to help it become healthy again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, would you like me to give you some examples of um, of reversing our impact or doing those yeah. things? Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll start with the physical things. So um, it's it's sort of thinking about how much, well, the damage that has been done um, by, you know, the, for you to live in your area or whatever and trying to reverse some of those impacts. So, for example, you could create a, a backyard that's more habitat friendly for animals to come back and live in your space. So um, you could um, have a whole variety of different types of habitats to, to attract different species. So you could have um, leaf litter and some rocks and different types of trees and some water And that will invite um, a wide range of animals back into your yard. And then so that sort of reverses the impact of knocking over the vegetation that they needed to to clear for building your property. Um, A great one I always love to tell people to do is to compost. So instead of our food waste going to landfill where the earth can't use it because the nutrients just go into, um, they get stored in these um, sort of, lined cells so that the nutrients can't actually go back into the earth so when we compost instead of our food waste being wasted we can actually put it back into the earth and um, the earth can use those nutrients and worms can use those nutrients and and it's a way of um, reversing some of the damage that's been done for our food production um, can I ask a question on that yeah sure so I live in an apartment complex if I was to yeah. compost what would I do do I go research my apartment complex and see if they have some place where I take it to or do I take it somewhere? Well, there's two um, two things you could do. You could set up a worm farm, which doesn't take up much space at all on your balcony. And um, or in, I'm not sure if you have a balcony, but like in a common space perhaps where um, where you have access to it, where you can put your food in there. Worm farms don't cost very much to set up and they don't have very much maintenance but it's a great way of, um, of doing something with your food waste. Um, another way is I know that um, there's... Wait, wait, wait. Community- What's a worm farm? Sorry. What is that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's, um, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's pretty much a couple of levels, this, like, container. You can get them whatever size. They might be, like, a couple of feet wide or... Um, you can actually, you can build them in lots of different ways. You could even build them in an old bathtub if you wanted to. And um, to set them up, um, you can buy them specifically like ready to go. You just have to put in some base material, which is like um, coconut husk or some potting mix or um, some soil. And then you buy worms ready to go. And then all you have to do is to add 
um, your food waste. And so instead of putting your food waste in your, your bin in your house in your trash can, you put it in with the worms and they'll take care of it. They'll um, okay, eat wait. it all up and so yeah. If, if I have a balcony and I'm here on the second floor and I have mm-hmm. a little setup here with worms blah, 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 and I put my, my, my food waste in there, how is that helping the, the, uni- uh, the universe? How is that so, helping the planet if it's here on my balcony and it's just feeding worms? What is that yeah. doing? So then once you've um, fed the worms, you actually use their castings. So then um, you take out the liquid and, um, and, and some of the material that they create. It's sort of like a, a really nutrient-high, um, almost like a fertilizer, so then you can put that in other places where, um, like maybe you've got other plants around your house, maybe you've got a, a space out, um, like a community garden or something where you can put those nutrients. Maybe you grow your own food, which is even greater um, because, you know, that saves on, um, you know, all of the transport and all the energy that goes into producing food to get it to the stores so that you can buy it, so that you can bring it back to your house. It saves all of that sort of stuff. You can put those worm castings on your um, your veggie patch at home, your um, food garden. Um, but basically, the the end result is that the worms process the food, so you've got nutrients that you can then put on something else in the environment. Plus, you've helped the worms, so that's that's nice. Girl, well. you are dedicated. <laughs> I am inspired. No. That and okay. it's not gross either. <laughs> like I really? know that some people are probably thinking like worms. That's me. But. That's yeah. totally me. I'm no, like, whoa, it's not. this you is... You don't even see them, really. Okay, and then and what got is the other way to compost? Or where do I take my compost? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm bringing so worms there's... into my apartment. <laughs> the other way is um, there's, it's becoming more common for, like, community composting. So mm. you could probably research, just Google it um, for your local area of places where they accept food waste yeah, we probably um, have so a much. wide range of people. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I love those. Yeah. Um, do you have any more ideas yeah. to share with us on, yeah. on replenishing? Yep. So um, one of my favorites is to just gift a space. And this is more for those people who have a backyard um, or who own some land is to choose a space um, where you've, you're dedicating it just to giving it back to the environment. So um, instead of, gardening it the way that you want to garden it and making it look the way humans think looks good you just create a space that you say this is a gift to the earth i'm giving it back to you you can do whatever you want whatever you want to live here can live here whatever um plants want to grow here can grow here it can look however you like and it's just in it warms my heart thinking about it it's just a beautiful way of honoring mother earth and giving um giving her back what's sort of rightfully hers i guess um so she can do whatever she likes with it um we can also put in like um even on your balcony um they're more common here in australia these habitat boxes so that animals um that used to be able to live on your land can come back and still hide or have a place to to stay um where you live um so it's like welcoming wildlife back in again um we can leave water out for insects and birds, um, especially on really hot days. It's just a, another little nice way to, um, you know, to say welcome back into my life. Welcome. I, I love nature and I welcome you. 
Um, and this is a little something that I can do as a human to, to give back for all the stuff that we've taken. Yeah, so I guess um, there are some of like the physical things that we can do to give back. Um, I've already talked about metaphysically, like what we can do um, to metaphysically give back. A couple that I didn't mention before was um, about educating others on the importance of giving back to the earth instead of just reducing our impact all the time um, and teaching others ways of giving back to the earth. And um, education is a metaphysical way or an energetic way of giving back to the earth because education is an energetic transfer, if you think about it like that. Um, instead of physically doing something to give back to the earth, we're, we're spreading the word. So that's a way to help nature. Um, we can um, connect with nature. This is a way of actually giving back because when we really connect with nature, we can listen to what she needs and we can help her. And um, the more connected we are, the more we um, are inclined to, to give back and to appreciate what she does for us. Um, another way too is to um, get a, pop, a property healing or do a property healing yourself. And the whole aim of that is to raise the vibration of your property. So if you think about the energetic impacts that we have on the environment, um, every time we're in a bad mood, we're walking more heavily on the earth. Every time we're unhealthy and we're not looking after ourselves, we've got this really dense energy um, imprint and that actually affects the earth and affects the environment. So by having a property healing, um, which is something that I do as well for clients, we do things to, um, to clear away that dense energy, to lighten up the space, to open it up so that the earth can sort of thrive a bit more and um yeah. yeah i guess there's a thousand well, more than a thousand there's so many ways we can give back to the earth but that's just giving you some ideas of um of simple things to do yeah those are wonderful ideas i love the property healing aspect and for yeah. people who don't have access to that right now or want to do a mini one i really mm -hmm. love using palo santo and just yeah, going around cool. my apartment and i light it yeah. and it's it can just be like a three minute thing where I light this yep. little stick of Palo Santo and I just go from the door and I go clockwise around my apartment and I just kind of swirl it around things and I say like, may this Palo Santo clear and, and bless my kitchen and then may yeah. it bless my living room where I do all the living and bless this plant. Yep. And then while the Palo Santo is the fire side is dimming out I'll just stick it inside of my plant for a little bit so it just like gets a little extra love because that mm -hmm. plant's giving me a little bit of extra love and that's such yep. an easy way the other thing yeah. that I do more recently is not killing bugs in my apartment yep. it's so yep. easy to do guys it's like <laughs> it, they deserve to live here too I used to be so absolutely insensitive about this and just killing all the bugs any bug that was near me around me spiders anything die 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 and mm -hmm. it's so easy to see an insect slip a, a piece of paper on the ground and kind of chase this bug with a cup or a mug or something mm -hmm. until it goes on the paper put the mug down 
you have the paper underneath it you and your paper and your mug go to a window and then just let it outside it's just so simple and so easy to do and it feels really great it's a wonderful way to get an animal a little creature back out into its home in the wilderness yep yep and i always think that that nature actually really thanks you when you're being kind to it um you'll start to notice like especially if you really start to take um earth healing seriously you might start to notice, um, you know, like certain animals show up and they're like beautiful or you feel like there's some sort of significance to them um, and it's just like something that's really uplifting. Um, there's these little things that nature does to thank you or it might be like you might see leaves in the shape of love hearts every now and again or a butterfly might land on you or, you know, just little things that will make you feel like um, nature is thanking you and I, I see things like this happen all the time and, and yeah, I really want everyone to experience it. So get I, out and start I, I do have a question everyone. on that. In your book, yep. you talk about this, about nature yeah. leaving little gifts around for you. And one of the things you wrote was don't take it from its home without asking first and don't be yeah. surprised if you get a clear answer. What do you yeah. mean by that? How would we get a clear answer? Yep. So, for example, um, just say you found this awesome rock that is in a love heart, um, in the shape of a love heart that you think, I really want to take that home because, you know, that's, it looks awesome and I found it, so it should be mine. But um, everything in nature has its own spirit and um, just because we see it doesn't give us the right to take it. So even though a lot of the time things in nature will be quite happy for you to take it, and to, to use it in your home and to appreciate it and to love it. But sometimes um, things just want to be left where they are and maybe they want to be seen by other things or maybe they just like the energy of the space that they're in. So just in your mind, um, you just, when you see something, if you want to take it, just ask it like in your mind. Say, can I take you? I think you're really beautiful. But if you get in your mind, the answer is no then you just leave it there and that's completely fine. But, I mean, this is a common thing in, in shamanism and, and understanding um, that you can sort of have a relationship with other things in nature. So I, I understand that it might seem a bit out there for some people um, to ask questions to what seem like innate objects, but um, you might be surprised once you start this communication channel with things in nature how much you actually get back from them and how much you can hear and... Yeah, and, and what a life of their own they have. I think in its core, what it is, is showing respect for Mother Earth. That's right. Even if That's a great answer. Yeah. Even, <laughs> I should have said that. Well, I, even if you don't quite understand, like it feels too woo-woo, like mm. it, what it is in its core is just respecting you might not yeah. get a clear answer. You might not hear like a no in your head or you might not hear a yes. But the simple fact of you asking is a yeah. way to acknowledge that Mother Earth is real. And, yes. and and she has a presence and she is strong and she is fierce and powerful. Mm -hmm. Just like the yeah. feminine, which is something else That's I wanted right. to talk to you about. <laughs> and I love that this is something that you like to talk about um, through, you know, your work, Maddie. And um, yeah, I guess um, the, the Earth, Mother Earth is, in my mind, the most divine form of feminine energy that you could possibly get. It's um, the prime example of um, something which is patient 
something which holds its power, which is incredibly fierce, like you just said, but doesn't need to exert that or to demonstrate that all the time. It doesn't give away its power by trying to um, dominate other things. It sits in its power. Mother Earth allows everything to happen in its own time. It nurtures everything. It's the energy behind every living thing on the planet. So Mother Earth, you know, cares for every single tree, for every single human being, um, for every animal. Um, and when you connect with nature, you really, and, and connect with Mother Earth, essentially, um, it is the best way to, in my opinion, to embrace your own feminine energy because when you connect with her, you bring on her energy, which lightens, um, sorry, lights up your own feminine energy. And you get to feel this stillness, in your own feminine energy of being okay, being really calm, not caring about what's happening in the next 10 minutes, what's happening with other people in your life, not worrying about what's happening in your job. It's this stillness and the power and the calmness that comes from really embracing your feminine energy. And to be quite honest, I think this is the, the main problem with, um, with the way people are feeling in society about, um, you know, feeling disconnected from other people, feeling anxious. Um, you know, there's, there's some really, really unhappy um, lost people on the planet. And I think it's becoming more and more prominent as people become less and less connected with nature and less and less um, balanced in their masculine and feminine energy. So I think coming back to just connecting with nature, spending time in nature and embracing our feminine energy um, will make us all feel so much more fulfilled and so much happier in our own lives, irrespective of what's happening on the outside. And um, personally, I, I mean, I used to be someone who, and I still do, I mean, I'm not, um, I don't try to say that I'm this perfect uh, human being who doesn't experience these things, but I used to be a lot more stressed out and a lot more anxious as a person um, who never stopped. And um, since I've, you know, connected with nature every day on a daily basis and I've been embracing my feminine energy, I've got this really strong foundation and I'm really calm and I'm just happy to be alive. And I really credit that to Mother Earth and to um, my own feminine energy. So, yeah, I really wish everybody could experience that. I think it would save a lot of problems on the planet. Yeah, and it's 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 within everyone. That's the beautiful yes. thing about it is yes. so many people are on this journey to go find it but it's more about yeah. forgetting everything that is on top of it because it's already yeah. there within you it's everything yeah. you're talking about that you've been experiencing every single listener of the show all you guys have this have mm -hmm. it you have it you don't have to go out there and find it and, and take a course to discover it or hire someone to teach yeah. you how to have it it's called wisdom for a reason it lives in your body and mm -hmm. connecting with I think some of the, I would say two of the most powerful ways to connect back, three, three of the most powerful ways to connect back into your feminine is one, nature, two, expression slash creativity, same thing, mm -hmm. and then three, sexuality, like 
mm-hmm. really uninhibiting yourself in all three of those different areas and indulging and discovering. And I want to share something with you that I think you'll find very beautiful. I mm-hmm. read this in a book that the the correlation between the feminine and and uh, and nature, a woman's body is the exact same as nature. It's two things. It is food and it is life. The mm-hmm. same exact thing as nature. And that is why mother, mm-hmm. it's mother earth, not father earth, mother earth, earth because mm-hmm. our planet is food and it, mm-hmm. is, it is love. It is life. It gives life. It grows and then it feeds. A woman's body, we, mm-hmm. build, we build babies. We build babies. <laughs> we grow babies in our bodies. We give birth to them, give them life, and then we feed them with breast milk. And then we, as they grow older, we feed them in other ways. But it's the same exact thing. So if you're looking to get back yeah. into your feminine, go back to the original feminine. Go back to mm-hmm. an instant source of the feminine. You don't have to go far to find her. She's right here beside you. You've got it inside you. You also have it outside of you. You have it in nature. It's accessible. It's there. And the minute you are in it, you will feel it. And the minute you start Mm. taking care of it, taking care of her, you will watch yourself start to take care of yourself as well. It, it's beautiful. It goes hand in hand. So I I loved, Mm -hmm. loved your chapter on, on the feminine. So if anyone is Mm -hmm. curious in finding a very, um, short, beautiful chapter, a powerful punch of the feminine, the masculine in nature, then you have that in chapter five, <laughs> embracing the feminine. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, before we go to the very last section where I'm going to ask you some quick questions about yourself, do you have anything else you would like to share with my tribe? Um, I guess just one thing that I forgot to mention earlier about um, if you want to become a, a really powerful earth healer and really want to give back to the earth as much as you can um, is to put as much intention as you can behind it. So um, I'm sure this is no surprise to you, Maddie, and I'm sure many of you listeners know the power of intention, but um, it's just about increasing the power behind what you're doing. So if you're wanting to um, energetically give back to the earth, really set the intention that you, you're wanting to help the earth and this is what you're doing to help the earth. And it really helps to increase the, the intensity and the amount of energy that's, into, um, that's in whatever um, action you are taking. So it increases your power as an, as an earth healer. So really use that power of intention wherever you can to, to help the earth. Yeah, knowing your why and staying connected to your why. I love it. Yeah. Where can my audience connect with you online? So um, my website is drmartymason.com. So that's just D-R-M-A-H-D-I-M-A-S-O-N.com. I'm on Facebook, just um, forward slash drmartymason and same on Instagram. But I'd love to meet all of you. So please jump on and ask any questions you like. Awesome. Thanks for that invitation. Yeah. That's so sweet of you. No I will, I'll have all of your links on the show notes for this episode, as I do with every episode. Mm-hmm. And cool. Are you ready for the very last section? Yes. Yeah, Questions sure. for you? Okay. Yes. Dr. Maddie Mason, what are two <laughs> things you have on your bucket list? Um, well, I definitely want to go to Antarctica. Um, I was really hoping to do that before I had 
kids, but I'm eight months pregnant at the moment, so I'm ah. not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, Congrats. it's not going to happen in the next month, but um, that's definitely one of them. Um, and another one is I really want to set up a healing center for rescue animals, rescue farm animals and wildlife and people um, because I um, see the benefits of how much um, healing animals can give people and how much people can give animals and I really want to connect people back again. So that's my dream that I want to do that before I die. Gorgeous. Yeah. What is one animal you connect with on a very deep level, a spirit animal, so to say? Um, definitely. There's two of mine that I work with all the time, but um, probably dolphin is the strongest out of the two. The other one's a wolf. Um, and I just think it's that pure um, worldly intelligence that I really expect, I really appreciate, sorry, and um, and their playfulness mm. and their their spiritual. You can just tell they're spiritual beings, and they're not shy to come up and talk to or you know, come up and interact with people. Um, and they're just beautiful. And I could spend my whole life being in the ocean with them. So dolphins. Yeah, we connect on that too. Like I could. I'm honestly yeah. like on the verge of tears just simply thinking about <laughs> dolphins because I love yeah. them so much. I yeah. saw. I I had my first real dolphin experience so to say like being really close to a whole bunch of them in Hawaii and oh, I yeah. was just bawling but I've never had an experience of like being in the ocean on a kayak or something and them coming up next to me I know you've had an experience similar to that mm -hmm. like, right next to you and I just can't even imagine I love I love their um I connect with their childlike wonder like if mm. I had a goal of what animal I'd want to be like my two animals are a lion and dolphin, yep. so similar to you, mm -hmm. not a wolf, but a yeah. lion. Um, yeah. And and camel. I really connect with camels. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but, that's cool. But, yeah. You dolphins. should come out here. You should come out to Australia and, and see. We've got plenty of camels in, in Central Australia. I would love to. I really yeah. would. I think it's going to happen within the next, maybe not this year, but next year maybe. I'm going to do like an mm -hmm. Australia-New Zealand trip. It's going to be phenomenal. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What is one must-read book besides Earth Healing, of course? Hmm. Um, I really like this book by Wayne Dyer. Um, I think it's called um, The Spiritual Laws or um, I'm really terrible with names. I'm, like, really good at describing what's in things, but I'm terrible at remembering names. Um, but if I was to recommend a book um, – it maybe it's called the Twelve Spiritual Laws or something, um, but it's a book that I've new I've gone back to numerous times in my life, and it's really great big picture if you're having trouble in your life um, to just refer to, and it's like really uplifting, and it, it puts you in that higher consciousness um, and and seeing things um, as not such a problem, but seeing things as a more spiritual or um, from a wiser perspective. Mm -hmm. So awesome. yeah, sorry, there's probably other ones too, but. No, that's great. That's I'll have a link to, to that at the moment. I'll yeah. have a link to that in the show notes. What is yeah. one thing that is non-negotiable in your morning routine? Um, meditation. Um, and it's not anymore. I used to do the thing. I used to have such a like strict meditation that I do every morning. These days, all I do is it takes about 15 minutes. I do it as soon as I wake up. I connect with the earth's energy and get into that stillness where I just allow everything to happen and remind myself that whatever happens in the day is fine and everything is happening in as, as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I do then is to just sit in light and allow light to come down from um, 
from like the universal through my crown chakra and lighten up my entire body so that I am the lightest I can be and the brightest I can be mm. to help the planet no matter what happens. What little pleasure brings you immense joy in your life? Uh, seeing animals for sure. Um, I'm lucky where I live. We can go and do whale trips where we can see them wow. um, on a regular basis or um, we're much like um, Colorado where we've got um, lots of national parks and, you know, yeah. I just love seeing just you don't know what you're going to see but, like, there will be a particular beautiful bird or... Awesome. Yeah, I love that. It makes me feel like a child again. What's something you can't live without? Um... Sleep. Good answer. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't do well without at least nine hours sleep, what? which is going to be hard now that I have a baby coming. So. Um, what's your favorite meal right now? Meal? Yeah. What do you like to eat? Um, well, I've been having kebabs every day. Nice. So, yeah, that feeling. There's some healthy stuff in them. I'm vegetarian, mm -hmm. so um, I just get falafel kebabs. They're pretty good. And last question, yeah. what is something that everyone should try at least once in their life? Um, I think snorkeling, like somewhere really beautiful, yeah. like, um, you know, like over a reef somewhere. I think that's a great thing. Um, even people who don't like the water much, there's always ways that you can get floaty things and, um, but seeing the reef and, and just being in the water and, and seeing beautiful things under the sea, I think that's oh. a pretty good thing. I feel like you're yeah. my spirit animal, Maddie. <laughs> I'm like, I think the feeling's I, mutual. I'm so all about everything you're about. I'm like, yes, this girl gets it. I could live I could live in a snorkel. If I was allowed to yes. live in a snorkel, I would choose that life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. me too. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for all the work you're doing in the world and for sharing this beautiful message and making it accessible to people in this spiritual space, combining the metaphysical with the physical and... Also, I want to mention how gorgeous the artwork is in your book. I oh, was yeah. very entertained by all of that. I just couldn't stop looking at it. There's so many different parts of it. It's you can't you just yeah. when you look at it. There's more and there's more and there's more. Like I just keep noticing all these di different pieces of of the chapter artwork. So thank you for yeah. everything that you're doing. Thank you. World. I just have to say too, that's by um, my gorgeous friend Kathy Gardner. So I wish that I could draw, but no way, man. She has got it. She does an amazing job. So I thank her for what she brings to my book. Mm. She's really brought some beautiful energy to it. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me on your show. And um, hello, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. It was <laughs> lovely to meet you, and I hope to meet you more in the future. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I will have your links on the show notes for this, everyone. If you want to check them out, go to maddiemooncom slash dr-maddie-mason and you will get everything we talked about here on the show today and if you have not yet downloaded your free gift the four pillars of femininity for perfectionists it is an audio guide basically like an exclusive podcast you can get that by going to maddiemoon.com slash free gift there's also another really awesome free gift over there right now it's my top 100 plus favorite books it's a list and you can get that for free on there as well and check it out and get some new favorite books get them ordered. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us for episode 191. We will be back for another really, really, really exciting interview next Wednesday. So stay tuned for that.